Hey. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast, I Totally Relate. I'm Rissy. And I'm Shelves. And we hope you guys can totally relate. So this episode has been a little while in the making. Mm. We've been rolling it over for a little while. For a long time. Yeah. It's really important. Because it really has. This episode has been in the works for a really long time. In fact, I think it was one of um, when we were talking about some things that we wanted to discuss. Community was right there at the top. Yeah. Yeah. Community. And I think that's a really interesting way to put it. Mm-hmm. I I see community is so different now. How I saw it before was just like the group of people that like live together in, okay. in like close quarters, you know? Mm-hmm. And now I see it as the community or your community is a group of people who influence you. Yes. For better or worse. Mm-hmm. The people who show up and encourage you or the people who, you know, take away or, or tear you down or break your heart. Sometimes it's the same people. Sometimes it's not. Yeah. But like your community is that group of people who have influence over you. Absolutely. So that can be wide ranging. You know, maybe they are people that live close to you. Maybe they live on the other side of the globe. Mm-hmm. And how important that is the way that people influence us. Yeah. Like, well, nowadays with technology, you can have a community that's international you know, like back in the day, that wasn't necessarily possible. It was probably who you were like most surrounded by. Um, and I do think that proximity does have something to do with community. Yeah, it's the circle of people that influence you, support you, show up for you. And influence can go either way, right? Like it can go in a way that is for your um, your greater good or it can be something that maybe doesn't serve you all that well. And that's the interesting thing about community is I think that sometimes you get stuck in something that you don't realize isn't the best for you. And then that's why I think that like resources are so important because you can get caught in a cycle. Um, And I think that has a lot to do with your tribe of people. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I don't know. I don't know about you, but I feel like it took me a, a long time to find my community. Mm-hmm. I feel like there was a large, like a majority of my life that I actually don't feel like I had a community. Mm. And when I was journaling on this and trying to figure out, like, why would I feel that way? I, I would give, you know. A lot of the reasoning behind that, because I did not allow women to be part of my community. Mm. They were my competition mm-hmm. and not my community. And so I think I really resisted. Yeah, I resisted like friendships, deep friendships with women. Yeah. Which was really interesting because if you like look back on my life, like, okay, I was a cheerleader in high school. I was a cheerleader in college. Yeah. I'm a super extrovert. Yeah. Like, it's really funny now that I'm a little bit older and I've read some books about it. Like, when I go to the park, I, like, recognize, like, oh, 
the extrovert in me honors the extrovert in you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm too much for this girl right here. That's okay. That's totally fine. Like, totally. That Like, recognizing that energy. But, like, if you look back on my life, you're like, wow, like, I have a lot of friends. Yeah. A lot of friends. Mm hmm. And when I think about it, I think, oh, maybe it was more like acquaintances because I never really let, I never really let women in. Yeah. And so having like a safe place to like learn and grow and have connection, I did not find that until I was like mid thirties. Oh, wow. I don't know. What about you? Like, did you, did you have, did you feel like you had like a safe community growing up or is this new for you? I am the... Well, I was the youngest for nine and a half years before my baby brother came along. I watched my older siblings and, you know, we grew up in a community where we were on the outskirts of it and I saw what it did to them. And I think that like my survival technique was to fit in. Mm -hmm. And so I have been really blessed with friends. I have been very blessed with friendship throughout my life. In elementary school, I have two very distinct friends and their family. Um, there was a lot of support for me. And I feel I feel like I always had friends that were in a social class above me. Mm. And so I received a lot of support through my friends' families. So I remember I was able to play on a soccer team because my friends' parents paid my portion of the bill. I've so like things like that where I um, have been really supported by my community. But growing up in an LDS community and not being a part of that, there was always something wrong with me. I was never quite enough. I was constantly being told that I would be better if I were different. And so I think that there are like some aspects of that that maybe twisted my head in some ways. But overall, throughout my life, I've been very blessed with friendships. When I was in high school, there was a group of friends that turned pretty toxic. We were all just really young and in you know, we all have our own inner child and um, come from different families. And I just think that there was this aspect of the worst of us that was brought out. And that is probably my only um, group of friends that I'm like, ooh, that that didn't really serve me. But other than that, that's just a small portion of my whole lifetime. Yeah. So one thing that I think is incredible mm -hmm. about you is you <laughs> have friends that you have kept for a long time. Yeah. I have friends, like I have friends from high school and I have friends from college mm -hmm. and you know we follow each other on social media yeah if I saw them I would love them and want to give them a hug mm -hmm. if it weren't quarantine <laughs> I would not want to spread germs but yeah like there are people out there that I love and yeah. I have really fond memories with mm -hmm. but we are not actively in each other's lives really yeah. at all other than like I like their pictures on Instagram sure and vice versa <laughs> you have friends that like through your bridal shower mm -hmm. or your bachelorette party like you have friends who you've kept yeah. for a long time 
Oh, man. Friends are probably the most influential part of my life and so important to me. Yeah, I have uh, friends that date back that I still actively talk to, I think third grade. So how old are you? Nine? Yeah. So 21 years. Wow. Shout out to Megan, Meg Nog, uh, my girl. We have been through every phase of life with one another. In fact, you know, she's pregnant. She's expecting in the next couple of months. And I'm so excited to start this next chapter, Whoa. this next journey with her. Congrats, Meg. <laughs> yeah, I have some lifelong friends. Uh, one of my childhood best friends married my brother. So Dalton, uh, she's a, you know, but it's funny. I don't think of her. I, I mean, yes, she's my sister-in-law, but she is my best friend. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's the thing. That's the thing about Shelby. I'm a lifer. You get me. Mm. You get me all, all, all of your life uh, for the most <laughs> part. <laughs> I'm still in contact with all aspects of my life with someone. Uh, and, you know, uh, and I think some of those friendships change. But for me, just a connection is a connection. And I feel that. Yeah, I'm a, I am I hold on. I, yeah, I <laughs> I don't think you can get rid of it. Seriously, I have a hard time with texting. I have a, like, texting is just hard for me because especially as I work on being more mindful and aware, the more that I realize, for me, the texting takes me out of, like, the present moment. Oh, yeah. So I would much rather meet up, have a coffee, or have a conversation. Polo is hard for me. I actually don't polo a lot of people because it just piles up and my notifications on my phone are out of control. But I have this like cycle of people that I'm constantly calling. And I, you know, I tell, I just told one of my friends, I'm like, my calls are a privilege. And she's just (laughs) laughing at me because, you know, when, when you get a call from Shelby, it's usually like, I'm trying to chat. I'm trying to catch up. It's not a, it's not a quick phone call, but that is... (laughs) That is like how I, I don't know. That's just how, that's how I show up. That's, that's how I put myself into the world. And I think that I've captured people where it means something to them. And so, yeah, friends, I love them. (laughs) Yeah. Something that I just realized as you were talking, maybe a, a large reason why that is so different for us Mm. is because I started dating Tim at a young age. Oh yeah. And I gave a lot, like that was the, the relationship that I gave time energy. Yeah. Like I didn't have time for friends. Mm -hmm. I was developing like this relationship with a boyfriend who we dated for six years and we've been married for 13. So. Oh, a long time. Yeah. And I'm not saying I regret that. I have two beautiful, lovely children with him now. But I do think that like, oh, yeah, there were a lot of times where like friends were getting together or there were like parties or get togethers or whatever. And Mm. like I opted out because I was like, well, I'm going to hang with Tim. And so and when I think about like you, you know, connecting with Justin later than the age that I connected with Tim, like that probably... And part of me is a little jealous. Like, I'm a little jelly. Like, <laughs> I, oh, yeah. Like, I really? would. Yeah. And not in a bad way. Not like Absolutely. I'm, like, upset with you or anything. No, but no. But just, like, the idea of, like, hanging out with your girlfriends. 
Yeah. And, and cultivating that relationship. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I think that sounds lovely. Like so, oh, that sounds like, and I, and I have a group of friends who I do that with now. Yeah. And it's like, I treasure it. Uh-huh. Oh, I treasure oh, it. Oh, yeah, of course. And when I think like, oh my gosh, Shelby's been doing that this whole time. Like, <laughs> I think that that is, it's really beautiful. And mm. I'm happy for you. Oh, thanks. In, in that way. I'm not like envious, but just like, oh yeah, I see that that really adds value. Yeah. Those connections. I mean, I'm not, I'm definitely not trying to like put myself up on some pedestal or something. But you can for a minute. This is your podcast, <laughs> and we all love you. So do it, girl. There are very um, distinct groups of people that have altered and changed my life for the better. I feel yeah, I feel really lucky. Uh, there is a well, the wild women. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a group of women who have. I've been introduced to uh, through Dalton and have been lovingly accepted into. And it's a space where it is vulnerable and open and supportive. Fun. Oh, my gosh. It's so fun and adventurous. They'll they'll do hiking trips out in the desert. Yeah, just letting our wild sides out. I really appreciate this group of women. Ooh, can I chime in just a second? Absolutely. Because I got to hang out with them one time. Yes. And it was like even that one experience in Dolly's Kitchen was life-changing. Mm-hmm. It was like the best, all of the best things about women and femininity was like right there in that kitchen. Yes. The laughter, mm-hmm. the silliness, mm-hmm. the camaraderie. Yes. And then you know, as we went into the night, then like we start talking about, oh, what's going on in our lives and the experiences. And it got really heavy and just like yeah. the love that poured out on the table mm. and, and like the support. I was like, this is a gift to be here and witness <sighs> this. And like how cool that I and, and you're right, like very accepting. Like I hung out with the wild women one time and I was like, they're my friends. Oh, they are your friends, though. They are. Yeah, like the most accepting mm -hmm. and supportive. And yeah, it's things like that that I was like, oh, my gosh. This whole time I've been thinking like, oh, no, she's tall and skinny and blonde. Like, oh, okay, I got to compete with her. You know, Mm -hmm. like I I resisted that. And now I'm like falling into those relationships. And I'm like, whoa, this is all of the best thing about the best things about women. Yeah, it feels like, like a warm blanket. Oh my gosh. Yeah, the the wild women, they are so tender and mm-hmm. so raw and mm-hmm. so strong. Yeah. Oh yeah. I um uh, yeah, shout out to my girls, right? Like I love them. It feels good to have that in my adult life. Um especially because it's a space to be real um and to not wear a mask. That's huge. And and I realize I feel really blessed. I realize that's not everyone's story. It can be difficult finding those connections. And so I feel really grateful. Yeah, this like small group of women is incredible. Yeah, I, I think that in every phase of life, there's like this group of individuals who have carried me or helped me see, guided me, encouraged me, and listened to me throughout all of my experience and I couldn't have done it without them you know there is a group 
of friends. Uh, we refer to ourselves as fam. I met them at a time in my life where I just I really needed friends. I really needed I needed to just show up as who I was. So I feel like when I was younger, it there were parts of me that sometimes didn't feel safe to share with individuals. So I feel like certain people got certain aspects of who I was. And I mean, not in a manipulative way, but just maybe I would swear around this group of friends, but I wouldn't swear around this group of friends. And I found myself like my ability to fit in uh, is is pretty large. Like I have a I have a large capacity to fit in with a lot of different people. There's not really a lot of situations that I find myself in where I'm uncomfortable, where I don't feel I belong. So my ability to find common ground is pretty easy, but I would guard parts of myself. And I got to a point in my life where I felt like there was not one person that I could be my full self to. Yeah. Uh, I'd maybe felt like I'd backed myself up into a corner with how I was showing up. And I just needed a group of friends who were going to accept me. Like, it's like, this is just who I am. And, you know, this tiny friendship of fam uh, cultivated such a safe and really beautiful relationship. I mean, we were all, we all came together. We had these different aspects of our lives, but we met through Happy Sumo, which is a restaurant. And, you know, some of them were sushi chefs. Some of us were um, waitresses uh, or waiters. And we just stuck to each other like glue. And it's such a fun time of my life. Like that is such a time stamp. It was when I'm single. I'm in, you know, I'm out of college. <laughs> like we're traveling together. We're going on road trips. We're um, experimenting with experiences without judgment. And that just, that was the start of just letting my hair loose of, oh, it's, it's okay to be me. Yeah. Um, and there was a lot of, you know, experiences that shape you when you're younger that, you you receive this message that it's not okay to be who you are and so when I ha when I found fam it was like letting my hair loose and yeah. it felt good yeah <laughs> it was the start of it all for me yeah yeah and then you also had so I know part of fam mm -hmm. was like part of your wedding yes but you also had another group didn't you that like kind of helped like they were your bartenders yeah oh my god there's like another group that like kind of at the same time kind of all showed up for you I so I have a friend Heather and she also I met her through Happy Sumo and I have a very special I have a very special connection to Heather. Yeah, she is a big influence in my life. She started dating Matt, who is her now husband. And Matt and Heather <laughs> they're my adopted parents. I <laughs> love them so much. Ooh, I'm going to get a little emotional. Um They've just really showed up for me in in a lot of ways. Have really cared for me and taken care of me for sure. But yeah, they they gifted me all the alcohol at my wedding, and we didn't have. There wasn't a scarcity uh, of alcohol to say <laughs> the least. They really, um, they really just, and that's just one little thing. My wedding actually was. Oh my God, it was so overwhelming in the most loving way. Here you are. You've got this really exciting day. You're mm -hmm. like really looking forward to 
you're getting married. And you've got all of these emotions. You're nervous. You're surrounded by... We were pretty tight on our wedding list, which is funny because we had so many flipping people at the wedding. Here we are surrounded by our closest friends and family. So much of mine and Justin's friends and family came together to uh, create this amazing experience. We were gifted a live band for our wedding. We were gifted photography, alcohol, food, cutlery. I mean, so many things coming together. Yeah, my wedding was a big wake-up call of my community, of who surrounds me. But Matt and Heather are... They are so special to me. They've really showed up for me. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, is part of it just because they gave you love Mm -hmm. unconditionally at a time when you needed it? Or is it because they were safe or they like introduced you to things Mm. like, like what, why are they, yeah, why are they so special? I've never met them, so I don't know. So I'm like, Mm. as somebody who loves you, I'm like, what did they give to you? Okay. So, They showed me, first of all, first and foremost, they showed up vulnerable. They were real with me. They talked to me. They were real people who had real life experiences. Both of them come from a challenged past. They have a story. And they're they're older than I am. And so they were just in a different phase of their life. And they were giving me permission to change the story of what I've been told growing up. And so they offered me the ability that it I think that there was a an essence of it's okay to struggle and mm-hmm. it's okay to rise up. Because here I was these two amazing people that I look up to and value so much and they're successful. They've um They've really worked for things. Um, they've shown resilience, loyalty, funny as hell. Yeah, their story didn't define them. They defined their story. Mm-hmm. That was very empowering to me. Vulnerability is difficult for a lot of people. And they just showed up as their true selves, which allowed me to show up as mine. And they accepted me with open arms. So they offer me experience they offer me advice they offer me hope they support me um and love me i have uh, they have seen me in not good moments and assured me that i was okay and that yeah. felt really good there are so many things that those two individuals have done for me but utmost they've loved me mm. and i love them yeah yeah Whoa. Okay. So one of the things that I'm hearing you say, and it, I'm picking it up because I feel like I recognize that in my story too, mm. is the the friendships that have meant the most are the friendships that include vulnerability, mm-hmm. unconditional love, mm-hmm. and non-judgment. Ooh. Yep. That is not something that I feel like you get with every individual. I hope that every individual feels that. Yes. But I don't think that that's something you get with every individual. Mm-hmm. But the ability to be in a relationship, friendship, 
boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever that is, like whatever the level of intimacy, being able to be in a relationship and be yourself and to feel non-judgment. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's a game changer. Oh, 100%. I think one of the things that I recognize in my story was that, you know, I said like I felt like women were my competition for sure. Mm-hmm. And and I, I had a hard time connecting with them because I wasn't necessarily connected to myself. Mm, okay. And I think a lot of that had to do with I was always trying to fit in versus finding where I belonged. Yeah. And I think that, like, I think when we feel that judgment from other people, and we, we're like, we judge ourselves the hardest, right? Like, totally. And as you're telling the story about in some of like your lowest moments of life where you feel like, wow, I am, whatever your actions or your behaviors were, we're like, wow, that's not, that's not how I want to be. Yeah. And having someone, with open arms saying, well, that's not who you are. Yeah. And I think that's non-judgment. Exactly. And that's the gift mm-hmm. of like real community and, and friendship. Not that everyone has to be all the same. No, yeah. It's not like, oh, your community is the people who are just like you. No, 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 no. But no. the people who accept you just as you are yes and also those who um you've said this a lot lately that I really like is like the this mirror aspect Mm -hmm. like yeah you mirror in others and also they mirror to you and whatever those qualities are I'm sure we've all had friendships that haven't been the greatest that have maybe brought out some nasty sides of ourselves uh, at least I have and there's also these sides that like build up and encourage and so this group of friends that I referred to in high school that wasn't the greatest for me we just reflected one another's not great sides does that mean that these people are bad people no absolutely not and it doesn't make them any less worthy of their own desires but I think that it's important to look around and to be able to recognize that certain groups of individuals or um, relationships aren't bringing out the best in you. Mm -hmm. I think that's a little confusing when you're younger, especially for like, so for me, I've always really, something that's really shown up and and been a thread throughout my life is authenticity. Like I really want to be authentic. Yeah. Um, But there were times in my life where I have shared something with someone or shown this part of myself and I felt like it has been twisted and turned around to hurt me mm-hmm. and I wasn't like it felt like it was used as a weapon against me and I've had to learn that being authentic doesn't mean giving your authentic self to everyone yeah um, and Chelsea touches on that in her yeah. episode and I really agree with that but I think that like this aspect of this mirror is you're just reflecting these parts of yourself and that's like what you're receiving and so I'm kind of going off on a tangent here, but like I really do believe that like community isn't just about who's like you. It's who challenges you, who brings out challenges in you and and can help see you through that. I mean, I have a lot of friends that 
I'm envious of. I I I envy um, some of their upbringings, or I envy some qualities that that come naturally to them. And I use that as a way to help locate of where I am, and mm, it can yeah. be a it can be a learning experience, or it can be a heartbreak. Maybe heartbreak is a learning experience in the end too, but you can go about it in a long way. But yeah, I don't think that you're supposed to surround yourself with people who are the most like you. I think it's the people that bring out the most in you and diversity or being versatile is essential. And I guess in my opinion. Yeah. So we've been talking about this Mm -hmm. topic for a little while. And as I'm like journaling and like trying to work through like what is the message that I feel like is so important when it comes to community and friendship. And it is that mirror aspect. Right. Mm -hmm. So I had a hard time connecting with other women Mm -hmm. because I wasn't connected with myself. And I have lots of friends along the way who are amazing, great people that like I'm, I'm not super connected to now because when we crossed paths. I wasn't, what they were reflecting back to me was a part of myself I hadn't worked on yet. Yes. And if community is important, if, (laughs) that's amazing. (laughs) If community is important, if that ability to be connected to other people is important, we have to be able to be connected with ourselves. Like mm-hmm. we have, like if you want a good friend, you got to be a good friend. Oh, girl, preach. I think that's the thing that, well, it took me into my 30s to learn. Yeah. You know, like I feel like I've been burned by these other women. Damn, I've been burning women. Mm. You know what I mean? Like mm. honoring the stories that they tell me like as you're explaining like some of the things that you have gone through in your life and I think oh um that was me like I had a really hard time being authentic yeah like I I crave that so much and Mm -hmm. and now in my older like mature years I I feel like I've I do have gray hair I'm not as old as I'm making myself sound (laughs) (laughs) but like as I'm getting older like I crave the authenticity like I crave that like real connection yeah and I would love to say that as I look back on my life that like that's always been who I am and that's not true that's not true I haven't always been authentic and I haven't always been a good friend and therefore I don't think I had I mean the women who have been my friends they are good women but I don't think I was I wasn't reflecting to them what I wanted them to reflect to me and Mm. I think that that is a thing like the healing and the learning and the growth you get from a good group of people, whether it's like for me, I mean, I've always had like a lot of good relationships with guys. I'm the oldest in my family. I have three younger brothers. There's not very many girls in our family. No, you're one of two other girls in my family. Like, and so I've always felt more comfortable around men working. I was like, always like, there's just a lot of guys that work. You know what I mean? And so nowadays what I really crave is that that feminine connection. Mm-hmm. So I have to be able to be comfortable with that part of me. Yes. And so if other people like if you if that's what you want, like we have to do our own personal work so we can show up for the people we love around us. Mm-hmm. 
No, you actually touched on something that I um I had to do a very deep excavation within myself. I mean, I would say I'm the best friend you could have. I am the greatest friend. And then it was like, really? Are you? Like, does a good friend lie? Does a good friend say mean things about other friends' backs? Like, does a good friend throw their friend under the bus? And for me, the answer to that question is no. And so I had to look at parts of myself. I've lied to my friends. I've stabbed my friends in the back. I have said really awful things and um, had really awful behavior in ways that I'm not proud of. And it wasn't until I was able to locate myself to be able to ask myself that question, like, does a good friend do this? Um, And then I had to look at, okay, so if the answer is no, why am I doing this? Um, And that's brought on a ton of self-reflection. So I would say that Um, The older that I get, the more that I ask myself those types of questions. Um, And I think that my ability to be true to myself is, um, I think it's a practice. I think that it's really easy to turn away from those um, shadow parts of ourself. But um, to practice leaning into those and to be able to label it, I think, um, to say it out loud, to say, no, I actually don't think that someone is a good friend if they lie. So like I need to work on the fact that I'm being dishonest and that has helped me to, I mean, my relationships in my uh, mid twenties and beyond have skyrocketed with depth and vulnerability and support. And I think a lot of that came from my ability to ask myself these really hard questions that sometimes we don't want to look at the answer and that goes beyond friendship that goes to what type of worker what type of you know what kind of employee are you what kind of what kind of partner or spouse are you asking those questions and I think that it goes both ways like it doesn't just have to be in ways that you feel that you're falling short like it can be to encourage and celebrate yourself as well yeah another thing that I think comes with community and like those positive influences I think along with the non-judgment and the love is teaching Mm. like when I think about who my community is now and it's like small I think I've heard like as you get older it's quality over quantity oh I agree (laughs) less friends but man the quality of them I mean they're lifesavers right yes so as I think about the people whom I lean on the handful of women who are my community and they are powerful. They are teaching me. Mm. They're teaching me how to sit with discomfort, how to ask myself the right questions, how to be a good mom, how to be a good woman in, in society. And I think that that has been the most helpful thing you know as women like we do receive a lot of negative societal messages Mm -hmm. about our bodies about our personalities 
And when I'm, I was trying to combat that on my own, like I wasn't, like I mm-hmm. was overwhelmed by those messages and they, and they ran me, they ran my life. And then when I came into contact with my community, whom you will meet, by the way, they are incredible. I'm going to name drop Annie and Taryn. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Okay. Oh yeah. Also Melissa, Emlu. I call her Emlu. I love her. Like when I came into contact with th- these women, they helped me combat those negative messages that were eating me alive. Mm, You know, they taught me I am worthy. I am funny. They taught me how to be a good friend. And then they validated that I was a good friend. And that was like, that's been something that's carried me for the last couple of months. Like that there are good things about me and and they're teaching me that they're reflecting that to me. Mm -hmm. And I think that that has been such a life changer. I want that for everyone. Yes. Everyone deserves that. Everyone is worthy of mm-hmm. that. So start, like, put yourself out there. Go to the park and, like, say hi to a stranger. Yeah. I mean, listen to your intuition. <laughs> <laughs> don't, like, don't get yourself in a sketchy sitch. But, like, put yourself out there a little yeah. bit. And be vulnerable and honest when you do it so that you, I, you've said this over and over again, like, you surrounded yourself with people who gave you permission because they were doing it themselves. Heather and her and Matt, yeah, they were doing that themselves. And mm-hmm. so when you came across that, you were like, oh, okay, I have permission to be myself too. Yep. I have permission to change my story. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, be vulnerable and give yourself that permission so that when you come across other people who cross your path, like mm-hmm. you're giving them permission too. Yeah. Because... Having a group of people to fall into when life gets hard. And life's going to get hard. Mm-hmm. It's not a matter of if, it's when. Yeah. And so having a soft place to land. Mm-hmm. So that's been new for me in my 30s. I wish I had that before. It's It's new to me in my 30s. And I think, man... I want this for every young girl out there. Yeah. And, you know, you might not be, I don't know, the most vulnerable and you come across somebody who is vulnerable and they teach you and that's great. But I think we get there faster and we get there with stronger connections when we show up ourselves like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think life can feel really lonely and really hard. And it's nice to not be alone. Yeah. And having good friends will change everything. I really do believe in the power of community. I don't think that it has to be an extreme amount of people. I think that just one, 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 one person makes a difference. Yeah. I don't want to sound like I'm like, oh, all you need is like friends, you know, like (laughs) that's not. But but I am saying that it is important to exactly as you said. Having a place where you can let the mask off. Yeah. You can take you can take off the armor, you can take off the costume, you can whatever it is, and you can just be you and that is enough. That's what community is to me. Yeah. If twenty twenty taught us anything, mm. it's that human beings need each other. Like we only thrive 
with each other. Yeah, we need connection. And I think growing up, the whole time I was thought like, I don't need other people. In fact, it's weak to need other people. Oh, yeah. Like, gross. I can do that. I oh, can do it all. I don't need you. I have said that so many times yeah. in my life that it is gross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that is, it's it's a lie that we buy into. Mm-hmm. I think we kind of learned that in a lot of different ways. But I did. I bought into that for a long time. And 2020 showed that like, oh, no. When we don't have connection with each other, like all of society just disintegrates. Like <laughs> we're yep. just a hot mess express. And and it's okay to need people. And yep. it's good to lean on people. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think we've tried to illustrate that through different episodes. You know, like when we talk about leadership, like, oh, it's not all about the leader. It's about the whole team. Yeah. You know, when we talk about our bodies it's like yeah it's like the whole time we feel like it's us versus our body and we're trying to like mm-hmm. have more willpower when really it's like well when we can fall back into our community of women and we learn that like beautiful comes in all different shapes and sizes yeah then we don't have to have this fight with our bodies anymore because we see beauty all around us mm-hmm. we need each other and yeah. that is a good thing well, it feels good to be needed. Oh, yeah. Do you know how good it feels to show up for someone? Like when you know that someone is struggling and you get to be that person who shows up. Oh, there's nothing greater. I love that. I love that feeling. I love knowing that I made a difference. And same. I need. I need. There are times when I need help. I need guidance, whatever it is, right? And so it feels good to be needed. And so, duh, you're going to need too. Yeah. We're all in this together, you guys. Mm. Together, we are one. Go be a friend to someone today. Mm. Send a text. Give a hug. Smile at a stranger. You're going to meet our friends in the next couple episodes. We've got some good friends. Oh, my gosh. So I actually have a theme song with my friends. Mm. It's Friends by the Carters. Oh, I don't think I've heard it. Uh, I will put it in the show notes. It's so good. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, just my friends, my friends. My friends are real friends. Better than your friends. (laughs) (laughs) Your friends are fools. My friends are goals. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Beyonce sings it and she doesn't sound anything like what I just said <laughs> your friends are frauds all they want is applause it's fine we're cutting that out but <laughs> so when I think about my friends and I do like get like this beat in my head I'm like yeah my mm. friends are goals dude yeah I'm same so, so excited for you to meet them We just want to share a big thank you to everybody who helped make this episode possible. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you. Drop into our DMs. You can find us on Instagram at itotallyrelatepod. Or you can share your feedback and insights with us at itotallyrelatepod at gmail.com. We totally want to get to know you. See you next time. Peace out. Do you have have a friend that you want to say hi to? Mm -hmm. Who? I have a friend and her name is... And her name's called Elena, and I saw her at a park today. Oh. Yeah. It was so fun to play with her, huh? Yeah. Yeah. That is so fun. How are friends important to you? Mm-hmm.
you. She's sneaking a Reese's while she agrees. Almost as important as Reese's. Yeah. What kinds of things do you like to do with your friends? I like to play tag, and my teacher lets us play tag because because all day when it's a school day, we get to play tag. Oh, that's fun. I want to go to your school. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I love you.